G'day Aussie Gridiron fans, welcome back to G'day Gridiron for the Aussie Gridiron Network. It is week 18 and you know what that means, one week until NFL playoffs begin. But this week is a bit of a playoff week for a whole lot of teams, so we've got a lot to talk about. We've got the whole GG crew back in the studios today, Manjot and Brad join me. How are we doing Brad? Doing well, uh, you know, it's the official playoffs don't start for two weeks, but this might as well be a playoff atmosphere because it's it's do or die for a lot of teams. It sure is. Manjot, yeah. there's, a, there's a whole list of what people can do or what teams need to do to get into the playoffs. It's probably one of the the longest uh, who goes where, who needs what I've I've seen in many, many years. Yeah, it's a really interesting time in the NFL. 20 teams have a chance to make the playoffs. 20. A week to go. 20 yeah. out of 32. We have only... It's just insane that we've... <laughs> it's insane that we've only forked such a small amount of teams. Uh, yeah. So crazy. Yeah, the, the probabilities are so alive for every... For a lot of teams, it's exactly what the NFL wants. It's just, it's just it, perfect timing. And honestly... I think this is my favorite week of the year. Even though I love the Super Bowl, I love the the Conference Championship Sunday, which is just amazing as well. Yep. But I just feel like the whole week of you have to get in to to make sure you have a chance at the Super Bowl. You have one week to do it, one game sometimes. It's just like an extra week of playoffs. And honestly, I feel like there's also the other end of the table as well, where you can fight for the worst pick in the draft and get a better pick and everything. I feel like that also comes into play sometimes. So, yeah, everything's up for grabs this week, boys. I feel like the way that this year, this season has panned out, where we're right down to week 18, and as you say, there's 20 teams who are fighting for playoff contention. It's just, it's a, it's a great thing for a fan. To, to have that go all this way. It's so good for the fans that, that there's so many meaningful games at this point in the season. And when you look down the uh, the the lists of who's out for certain teams this, this week, obviously there's a lot. There's teams who have clinched. They're in non-meaningful games that are resting players, uh, which is which is great, um, which is they definitely should. A lot of players, considering how this season's gone, a lot of players should get rested if they can. A lot of teams should rest players if they can. But the fact that there's the list isn't that big. There's only a quite there's only a couple that I found today. I, I thought there would be more, essentially. But I, I think it's a great time for fans that your team's going out on a team's going out in a panic to to compete, and it's the actual team. It's the full strength or as much of a full strength team as you've possibly got at this point in the season, right before playoffs. It's, yeah, I love it. I love it. It's got me jazzed this week. And, I mean, we could talk about it. Week 17 a little bit, and we'll talk about this as we go through stuff. Week 17 was such a crapshoot. There was so much weird stuff happened in week 17 that even those teams, Manjot, that have got, what, like 2 or 4 or 5% chance of a playoff berth at the moment, that chance is very real considering how week 17 went. Oh, week seventeen was just an absolute mess across the board. It was, it was crazy. We had like some of the craziest results of the entire season, and that is something that I actually really thought was enjoyable. But about the entire entirety of week seventeen was just how great were some of those games as well. Just coming down to the wire and everything, just making it into a full drama, clinching. Some number one seeds, of course, in both conferences and some of the other seedings, but also just just was just crazy. Kept a lot of teams alive. Sure did. It was very weird. It was just an insane week. Uh, and Brad, there was something else completely insane and unbelievable that happened in week 17 as well. Of course, we're in a tipping comp against the Aussie NFL Fantasy Boys. And I woke up on Monday morning. And I had a, opened up the app to see who picked what and where the scores were at and what's mm. going on. And what did we find first thing on that Monday morning, Brad? 
Well, we look, we scroll over to Manjot's picks and we go, hmm, he didn't pick anything. So, no. Man. So Manjot just completely forgot to pick every game, uh, every no. early game. Your excuse to me was that you, you, re, you remembered 10 minutes before kickoff and you missed it, yeah. which I was I, like, I, you had 10 minutes to pick games, Manjot. I don't yeah. understand what's going on there. No, it but was then, two minutes. It was literally like just before when like the you, red zone started. It, it was, and it's it the worst, like the worst week to do that as well, considering, <laughs> considering <laughs> they were all, they were all in the early window. <laughs> yeah, 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 I right. couldn't believe it. No, I just, I have, I've had such a bad week remembering things, but even then, like, I was like, oh man, like I, I had, I had so many things like I remembered and forgot like that entire week, like. I was like, oh, yeah, Brad was meant to be on last week's show if we did it at a certain time. But I was like, oh, shit, I forgot. So, you know, I, ha- I had that sort of thing go on. I was like, it just carried over to tipping. And, you know, I know I've lost my place in the team for next year. Uh, so I've just got to... I've got to get. I've got no, to get you, going. no, you haven't, because the only person we could possibly want to replace you with is Taylor, and that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> no, we're not taking yeah, those other loyal. two buffoons. <laughs> Look, mate. I mean, we get ripped on constantly by the boys for apparently we're supposed to be the analysts, and why are they beating us? Well, I mean, we all know Taylor wins everything. Although, yeah. well, Brad has made up for an ext- from from a very poor start, and clawed yes. his way back through the whole season and Brad is leading overall leader of the tipping comp now. Yeah. Um and then I have said the whole way, it's consistency. It's just consistency. Now admittedly, I am consistently bad. Uh I take <laughs> I, I've i found out over this year and through analyzing it a bit more than I normally would in a tipping comp, the fact that uh I I apparently take too big a swing or I have too big a feeling on some games because I pick on feelings sometimes. Uh, and yep, apparently yep. those feelings are more often wrong than they are right. That's not a great thing. But at least I'm consistent. Uh, Manjot has been in that mid-level. Great, consistent. So, yeah, it's just yeah. we're getting there. But instead it was of but high instead level of, first, but yeah, then dropped to mid. So I've, it is. I've kind of dropped off my game. But you've been consistent, Manjot, up until last week. So instead of us yeah. being nine games ahead, nine nine points and nine games ahead of the guys right now. We're only three games ahead as collectively as a group. Uh, so we need to maintain that for this week. So we need to hopefully make some correct picks. I need to really <laughs> take a long, hard look at who I'm picking and what. And it makes it incredibly hard as we go along here today uh, on these next couple of shows and we talk about these these matchups. I'm going if... to do my picks right now, boys. <laughs> Are you going to do it as <laughs> going to do it as we go, no, Major? I've got them. I've got them all in because I I, I, I learned. I learned very early on. I do an early pick. I do an early pick of everything. That's my safety pick. That's my first feeling. Yeah. And then as I learn more about the games, I go, well, maybe that's wrong. I might go backwards for that one. So <laughs> <laughs> um, usually it's I make a change and then it's the other way. So I should be, just be trusting in my first, my first feeling, my first thought, it seems. All right, so what we're going to do... <laughs> What we're going to do for these shows this week, and we will split it into two shows, is we'll have an AFC show and an NFC show. Uh, we will basically the entire week is a divisional round. Every single game is a divisional matchup, as most NFL fans know. Love this week in terms of the fact that it is all divisional, and nearly every single game in every division matters this week. There are a couple that just don't. So. I want to apologize firstly to some of those fans. If we only spend a minute on your your game, your team, or the teams that you're you're playing this week, we apologize. But your team is shit and they're not there anymore. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Mine is one of those. I don't expect to talk a lot about Vikings Lions. So we're speaking to Titans fans there. No, I'm not even. I'm speaking to. Oh, I'm speaking. Brad. I'm speaking to Jets Patriots fans. I know where you're going, Brad. I'm speaking to yeah. Jets. Pa- I'm specifically to Jets Patriots fans. Your franchise is a shit. They can't make good decisions this season. So, did you hear that, Titan fans? Did you hear that? <laughs> so, if we skip over a bit, apologize. But we're trying to get to the meat and the sandwich here. Okay, we we're trying to get to the good stuff. So. No one wants the set. No one wants the bread. Everyone wants the meat. That's where we're trying to get to. 
so we will start off with AFC. Um, Manjot's going to get nerdy on us. He's going to throw out some playoff probabilities, what teams need to do to get into the playoffs. We'll have a little bit of chat about each one. We'll fly through them. Hopefully we don't spend too long. Hopefully you get to listen to all of it. We would love you to. And if you do, just just uh, hit some five stars on those ratings for us on your podcast app. That would be amazing. That does help us out. And in the coming weeks, there is a huge amount to look forward to in the playoffs because we will be joining up with the Aussie NFL Fantasy Boys. So we will be six-man shows, which will be insane for me as a host, as well as Maddie, because we'll be doing two shows every week. Uh, so that's going to be a whole heap of fun. We'll have some games. We're going to talk about playoff stuff. And, yeah, it's going to be amazing. So, anyway, let's get on the week 18. AFC. AFC North, we're going to kick off with boys. And the 9-7 and seven Steelers, who are down in Baltimore this week, taking on the 13-3 and three Ravens, who have not only clinched a playoff berth and the AFC North already, but the number one seed in the AFC. The Ravens are very rightly resting some key players this week. Lamar Jackson is the biggest one of those. Um, of course, they're going to get a rest Lamar. You don't want to risk getting him injured when you've got a couple of weeks that he can be just hanging about and uh, getting healthy and learning, uh, I guess, and look, going through tape and, and looking for that playoff win, those first big playoff wins, looking towards that Super Bowl. Steelers, Ravens. Steelers, however, Steelers are going to be out there for a win against the Ravens. Tomlin mm. will want that win. Mm. Oh, mm. yeah, for sure. This, this is what he plays for. I mean, you know, this is this is why he always gets his teams to bring in at least 500 balls. So, it, it, you know, if you would have asked us a couple of weeks ago when we thought they were just dead to the world. Oh, we was, thought they were real dead, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but Mason Rudolph gets his third start for the Steelers, and, and they've scored at least 30 points in his two starts. I wonder how Matt Canada is feeling now, um, you know. So it, it'll be real interesting um, just to see what happens. I, I'm I, I'm picking the Steelers just because if I'm the Ravens, I rest every player, including my punter. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, I'll, 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 it's one of these it's one of these games where I'll let an offense, a backup offensive lineman run the ball. So uh, <laughs> it'll, it'll be it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, Mason Rudolph has looked great these past two weeks. Yeah, it's really it's has. funny. It's funny how different that offense has looked with Mason Rudolph uh, playing QB. Um, it's crazy. Probably, yeah, and one of the biggest differences I, I think I noticed is weeks ago, weeks ago, and it was out of the Canada era as well. Weeks ago, it looked like they were sort of scared to play to pass. They were scared to to play the QB position properly. Um, or go to those plays mm. for the QB to make a play. Yet with Mason Rudolph there, it seems like there's a lot more trust in that Q- QB position, and suddenly they're just dialing up pass play after pass play for him. They've got no problem with it. He's he's made they've run twice as many pass plays in the past two weeks as they had in the previous probably three or four. So it's mm. um it's a funny it's an interesting thing considering. If we've got that big a belief, if we're the Steelers and we're, we're Mike Tomlin, if we've got that big a belief in Mason Rudolph to be able to run those pass plays every week, well, why would we put Mitch Trubisky in there? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mason Rudolph looks like a, a god compared to Mitch Trubisky. So, how that guy even has a backup job is beyond me. Uh, he's got to go. He, I think it's just he's riding on the coattails. The fact that he was like the, the number three pick at one time. So, yeah. It's uh-huh. it, dude, dude, dude is Joey Harrington, but all over again, but even worse. So he's, he's got, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, a, he's got to go. That's a throwback for the deep there, Brad. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Joey Harrington. <laughs> oh man. Uh, if you were talking about the Steelers, though, Mason Rudolph, uh, here's where we're getting into the nerdy segments, boys. I'm sorry, I gotta go bring up my playoff probability chart. Coming to NFL.com. The Steelers at the moment have a 44% chance of making the playoffs. With a win, they'll have a 64% chance of making it. But with a loss, 
They have a 14% chance, and that is really weird when you consider the Colts and the Texans would have a 0% chance if they lost. But here's what has to happen for the Steelers to make the playoffs. Here, here we go. All right. They'll clinch a playoff berth if they win and Buffalo loses, or if the Steelers win and Jacksonville loses or ties, or if the Steelers win and the Houston and Houston and the Texans, uh, sorry, Texans and the Colts tie. Or if the Steelers tie and the Jags lose and Houston and Indianapolis doesn't end in a tie. Or if oh, the Jags lose. Jesus this is Christ. The one. All right, all right. This is the one. If the Steelers lose, right, they can make it. If the Jaguars lose, the Broncos win, and Houston and Indianapolis doesn't end in a tie. So what's that? Four Oh, that's incredible. That's that Fine, last. Yeah. That last scenario is incredibly probable. That is. Yeah, that that, yeah, could that is crazy. That could, that's why there's a fourteen percent chance of it happening. Wow, it's crazy. Yeah. So there you go. There are some real crazy ones out there, boys. And that's it, for that's first up. Like I, I didn't even realize that's the uh, that's the slate when I picked this game to start. So good on me. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. Let's go. Let's go, Steelers. Like essentially, the Steelers need to go out there and win. That is what the Steelers yeah. need to do. But we also know that the Ravens, we know what they're like in preseasons when they're coming in with all their backups. So the yeah. Ravens are, are, are pretty hard to beat in, in even preseason games with backups and rookies playing. So they're going to have their work cut out for them. But Steelers need to go out there and try, actually try, and really try and beat the Ravens mm. properly. Um, that's yeah. going to increase their chances. It makes it easier to get in. But... Wow, oh, there yeah. we go. I mean, the Steelers did beat the Ravens uh in early in the season two, seventeen to ten at home as well. Yeah, and they won their last yeah. trip to they won their last trip to Baltimore as well. So they they definitely got a chance. They've actually I uh, think when though, you look at the record, I know Lamar wasn't playing in that in that game last year, but when you look at the record, they have won six out of the last seven against the Ravens as well. So wow. they're on a bit of a run against the Ravens. So I know Ravens, if they had their starters, they'd be pretty well favored. But even then, if they had their starters, it would still be a 50-50, knowing how Pittsburgh has turned up against them. So, look, I, I, I for, for me, I think the Steelers have got this. I think knowing with their history against the Ravens recently in the last few years, six out of the last seven, going up against their backups, with Mason Rudolph playing so well, I think this is a Steelers win, boys. I think they've got this, and they'll be one step closer to making the most unlikely playoff run that we've probably seen this season. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so we're all picking the Steelers, really, aren't we? Yeah, that's what I want to happen. I think so. Yeah, I want it to happen. Um, that'd be because that'd be amazing. All right, let's move on to the other AFC North game: Browns, uh, the eleven-five Browns, uh, going to Cincinnati. To take on the eight and eight Bengals, I never thought I would be saying that the Cincinnati Bengals uh, in twenty twenty three would be eight and eight and completely out of the playoff mm-hmm. picture. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake Browning has been really, really good down the stretch uh, since the Joe Burrow um, injury. It is such a unfortunate thing. <clears throat> Clearly, we didn't know how Burrow would go after, like early in season, after he had the injury. He clearly hadn't been right. Then he gets the hand. It's just the way, it's the way it's fallen for them this season. It's been insane. And I guess with the start that Cleveland had, and then their quarterback controversy, and then all of a sudden in comes thirty-nine-year-old Joe Flacco, yes. the most unlikely thing to ever have happened. And now Cleveland have clinched a playoff berth with Joe Flacco, um, to the point where now in Week 18 they're resting. Joe Flacco. I just, <laughs> it's the words are coming out of my mouth, but my brain still can't comprehend what has happened over the past five weeks. It's just insane. Um, Brad, I don't, surely you can't have seen anything this crazy over the years you've been watching NFL. Oh, no, it's, it's, it's wild. I mean, I thought Cleveland was going to be decent um, given their defense coming, going into this season. And, and especially if, if Watson would have stayed healthy. Um, but if you would have told me Watson's going to be out and they they pick up a guy off the street, I mean, the, I would have said, no way is, is Cleveland going to be in and Cincinnati going to be out. 
hats off to Browning. Uh, you know, he's come back down to earth the last couple weeks with his quarterback play. I mean, you saw that last week. He was only 19 to 33 for 197 yards, and, and they've lost the last two weeks. But overall, I think he's done a really admirable job as a backup. So um, kudos, kudos to him. He, he's earned himself a little bit of money. But it, th this game is meaningless for, for um, you know, for either team, really. Yeah, for their resting players, um, uh, pretty much Cleveland are going to rest basically all of their core players, as many as they possibly can um, muster. They are pretty shallow in depth right now too, though, so they can't rest just about everybody. Weirdly enough, they're using their fifth quarterback this season. Um, Jeff Driscoll is, has been signed off Arizona's practice squad last week. Last week, just last week, oh. Jeff Driscoll was signed and they're going to throw him in uh, into this game against Jake Browning and the Cincinnati Bengals who are just playing for pride. So yeah. that's, that's literally going to be like high school level offense. You know, it's going to be <laughs> hand the ball off to the right, hand the ball off to the left, throw to the flat, throw to the right. You know, it's just crazy. Yeah. So the Bengals oh, are going to, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure the Bengals are going to wrap that one up because they're going to be going out there playing for incentives yeah, and I would take and, and a bit of pride. And, and you'd have to considering Cleveland, are going to rest so many players. Um, so many of their core players, which they should, rightly should. They've done a great job to get that far. I didn't think I'd be talking this much about the Cleveland Browns in such a positive way, but I certainly have liked the way the season has gone a bit more. Uh, yeah. All right, let's move on to AFC South, boys. It's probably one of the most interesting divisions in all of football this week, and certainly through the last few weeks all and all season, if you want to go right back that far. Start of the season, we all thought, It'd be Titans and Jags fighting it, fighting it out for the top of this division. They would be the powerhouses as they always had. A lot of stuff went down with the Titans. Uh, they just haven't had a year. Um, the Jags have been very up and down. The two surprises, though, is the first game we're going to talk about, which is Texans nine and seven at mm. India um, at, at the Colts this week, who are also nine and seven. This game is a huge game, Manjot, for both teams. It is must-win territory for both teams, and you have to imagine they will be at full, full playoff strength for this for what is basically a playoff game. Oh, it is a hundred percent a playoff game because what happens in this game is with the playoff probabilities that I've got here, uh, it's got a hundred percent if you win. Zero percent if you lose for both teams. For both yeah. teams, so it's, that it's win or winning in or losing go home. Yep. So, um, if you want to go with the with the probabilities here, uh, if you want to go with the exact scenarios, it's literally just it's literally just winning in for both with playoff berths, or if they tie and the Jags lose and Pittsburgh loses, it's pretty much the same for both teams. Uh, and for the AFC South title. They can both win it if they win and the Jags lose or tie, essentially. So, yeah, pretty much everything to play for for both of these teams. AFC South still up for grabs this late in the season. The Saturday night game, same as last year, as well when the AFC South game, uh, the AFC South came down to the Saturday night game. It's pretty much going to be the same this year plus an extra Jags game on the Sunday. So this is going to be everything to play for. And if you lose, you're out. It's it's completely crazy. You look at the path both these teams took. They both took a rookie quarterback in the first round, this, this recent NFL draft, the 2023 draft. CJ Stravis, Anthony Richardson was the hype, but then Richardson goes down. Gardner Minshew steps up for the Colts, and he's leading them to the doorstep of the playoffs. The Texans have been led by their rookie quarterback, CJ Stroud, who has just come out of nowhere to pretty much be the offensive rookie of the year at this point in time. It is going to be an electric matchup between these two teams right now. And if this is an indication of who's better Right now, the playoff percentages for both teams. The Colts have a 55% chance of making the playoffs. The Texans have a 45% chance. So I think that's saying that the Colts should be slightly favored going into this matchup. And I did do a lot of research into 
into the results between these two teams, apart from last season, which was really weird, where the, where the Texans won in the final week of the year, and they had a tie in the first week of the year between these two teams, apart from last season. We're going back to the start of 2020. The Colts have pretty much won every single matchup. They have won five out of the last seven, that is. So last season's results being the tie and the win to Houston. That's the only two times they haven't won since since 2020 started. And if you even want to go back to the start of the 2018 season, they only lost one time in 2019 as well. So that makes it, it's eight out of the last 11 they have won against the Texans. So there you go. That's the record. Brad, he he set me up beautifully again, as always. The big Mm -hmm. matchup in this this game is, of course, CJ Stroud versus the Colts' pass defense. Uh, CJ Stroud was sacked six times uh, in their first in their first meeting in week two, but Stroud still went 30 of 47 for 384 yards, two TDs. He's been, he's been pretty good in around on probably half the games, maybe more 12 games, 13 games since then, but he's been sacked a lot of times. Do we believe in CJ Stroud to, to really get it done against this Colts pass defense this week? Yeah. It's a, that's the million dollar question, isn't it? Um, I, I, what I would my 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 vote against him is he it's he's never been in this type of situation. I know people say he's great under pressure and all this type of thing, but when it comes to do or die in the NFL with grown men like this, this is not college anymore. It, everything tightens up even more so than in the regular season. So I would not surprise me at all if you see CJ make a few um, silly errors because this is essentially a playoff game. Um, if I'm, if I'm tipping this game, it's, it's a 50, 50, but I'm probably going uh, a little bit more towards Houston or sorry, uh, Indianapolis, just because uh, I don't have quite as much faith in CJ Stroud. Well, I've got after the last few weeks and I know I've professed the love for Gardner Minshew before many, much, much love for Gardner Minshew. The last few weeks, just watching Minshew lead that team, his, his stats haven't been amazing by by right. big standards. They haven't been CJ Stroud's stats, essentially. Uh, yep. But watching the way he leads the team, watching his choices in in uh, RPOs, like just the things that he's reads, the way he's playing with that offense, and I just, yeah, for me, I'm leaning more towards the Colts, and they're at home mm-hmm. too. Big matchup at home. It's playoff time. You know, the, the Indianapolis people are going to be, they're going to be out. They're going to be loud. I mean, they already oh, call yeah. it, you go, you go to the McAfee stuff. They already call it the loud house. Um, yeah. yeah. It, it is going to be insane at Lucas Oil. I'm leaning towards the Colts. Um, man, John, yeah. are, you, are you feeling one way or the other right now? Yeah. I, I think personally, I think a lot of people right now, I've been just reading through predictions on different sites and everything because, you know, I'm doing my research this week to make <laughs> up for last week, boys. I'm going extra hard. I'm making sure I've got all my bases covered. So, right. yeah, a lot of people picking the Texans at the moment. Like, there were a lot of people. I, I read one article by USA Today, for example. Everyone predicted the Texans. But I think... Yeah, it's a really interesting one because... It's closer than that, isn't it? It is very close. I mean, everyone had Texans by four, pretty much, in that. Oh, really? They're only... They're only... only, uh, The line opened at one and a half. Yeah. Yeah, it was moving the Texans way from what I read as well, the line. So, honestly, I, I would say I'd lean the Colts here as well. Just because I mentioned the history, they won the last eight out of 11 against the Texans. Two of those losses came last year. They beat them earlier this season. When I look at the records, the Texans are three and four away from home. At home, the Colts are four and four. So that is pretty close to being even between those two teams right there. Now that does now everything is real close. I think the home field advantage, Gardner Minshew playing safe, 
He's been pretty good in these sort of prime time sort of situations, you could say, in these standalone mm, games. Yes. He he was really good against the Steelers a few weeks ago. He was decent against the Patriots in that game in London. Uh, sorry, in Germany, that was where he just got them over the line pretty much in a defensive game. I, I think for me, the Colts... I'm gonna lean towards them. I just, I just believe in Gardner a little bit more. I think, though, I'm not surprised if I change my mind about this game after the recording and tip the Texans because CJ Stroud's just that guy. He's just amazing. He's gonna be amazing for years to come. That's the sure. the end result. Yeah, Houston and it, Houston are now a force in that. And 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 sorry, Brad. And if the Colts. The Colts managed to to keep the same momentum going with Anthony Richardson, or even if they have to go back to Gardner again next season, they're still a force. This this if if the Texans, uh, sorry, if the Titans can figure out their issues over the off season and recruit well, um, this this uh, division is going to be amazing in twenty twenty four. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be absolutely amazing because they're all so even. It's not like that super division we were talking about last year with the AFC West. This is yep. um they're so close. They're all so so close, not just on paper, but just in skill-wise over a season. You look at it right now. Three three teams on 9 and 7, it's insane. Uh, and even the Titans yeah. aren't that far back at, at they they're really not that far back at 5 and 11. Mm. Yeah, so sure. Yeah, so it's great. Anyway, let's talk about the other game. The Jags, of course, uh uh, nine and seven right now. The third of those teams, they are leading the division on minute points deep into the standings um, right now, and that is why they're leading that division and why on on Sunday in American time, Monday here in Australia, it's simple for the Jags. They need to beat Tennessee. If they beat Tennessee, they can win back-to-back AFC South titles for the first time since 1998, uh, and it'll only be, amazingly, the, a fourth straight victory over their oldest division rival, which is the Titans. Um, of course, last year they kept the Titans from winning the division for a third consecutive year by beating them in the finale at Jacksonville. But it is that simple again right now. We get we get the Jags uh, versus the Titans, Week 18, the Jags need to win this game, period. It's deja vu uh, for the for the Jaguars, considering last year uh, they needed a win over the Titans to secure the AFC South title, and they did it. So, uh, you know, the, the key is going to be, is Trevor Lawrence and Christian Kirk, are they going to come back from injury and are they going to play? Um, I haven't, I haven't heard anything. I don't know if you guys heard anything today, otherwise they're going to have to go with, uh, Bethard. So, um, and then on the, on the other side and Titans, I don't know about, uh, Levis cause he, he got knocked out of their loss against the Texans or whatever. So are, are they going to have to go back to the worst starting week one starting quarterback ever, Ryan Tannehill? So, oh. I mean. Has that guy fallen off a cliff or what? They they should have got Joe Flacco. So <laughs> no, well, <laughs> I, I the, heard an interview with with Mike Frable today. Uh, they'll be they'll be available. The Titans okay. will be available. He has essentially said um, they want to win. They're going to play. They don't. He doesn't like to lose at all. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, no one yeah. does obviously, but he's pissed off about it. The Titans are pissed off about it. Uh, yeah. Everyone's assuming that they're just going to lose this game to the Jags. Jags are going to get in, and they're saying, no, that's not the case. So I think that they know the injury concerns for the Jags right now. Mm. And they, by the sounds of it, they're going to come out and they're going to try and hit them as hard as they can. Oh, I, and they're the type of team mm. that will. They'll, they're going to punch him in the mouth. This is, it's not going to be a, a rollover. Variable, I don't think, would let his team do that. It kind of, Yeah, So, and we've seen this happen Quite a bit. I mean, there's nothing teams love more than uh, telling uh, or than than ruining other teams' playoff chances. So uh, it'll be fun. So yeah, we'll de- yeah, definitely will be Ryan Tannehill if Will Levis doesn't start uh, for this game. And of course, going back to the playoff probabilities, of course, with a win, the Jags are in. But if they lose, they still have a pop. They have a 22% chance to still make it. 
Uh, so they either need uh with a tie, they need a Pittsburgh loss or tie, or if they lose, they need Pittsburgh to lose, the the Broncos to lose or tie, and Houston and Indianapolis doesn't end in a tie. So they still got some pathways to go. Uh, so this. There's still a chance for the Jags. There's a 22% chance, which is the highest out of everyone, apart from the Bills this week, if they lose. So there's still still a path there for the Jaguars to still make it. Still a path. Man, Jody, you got a feeling one way or another initially for this game? Yeah, I, I'm definitely leaning to Jaguars. I think they've just got they've just got things covered across the board. I think they know it's a winning in game. They're gonna turn up, I think, in Tennessee. They they have had a good record. They've won the last three against Tennessee as well. They've been on a roll, and I know that from from memory because this is the Maddie versus Taylor matchup, of course. And they buy each other beer when a team sweeps each other each year. It's it's a six pack either way. So Maddie is is looking for a second six pack in a row. Of course, being a Jags fan. So I want to I want to I want to yeah. clarify though. We got to clarify, man, Jot. You're yeah. not just picking the Jags because you're scared of the wrath of Maddie saying that nobody believes in the Jags. Oh you? no, no, because he came down. The <laughs> there no, was no, a, there was a lot of with... there was a lot yeah. in the group chat last time. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no. I I mean, like, I, all I was saying was the Jags do have problems, though. Like, I I think overall, though, their problems they pale in comparison to Tennessee. I think I think the Jaguars have got this. I think. They're really on a roll against Tennessee recently in their recent games. So I, I think they're going to continue. Make it for it, bro. Matty C, get ready for some beers once again, man. Uh, Brad, leaning one way or the other? No, not really. Well, um, I, I would go I would go Jags. I, I would go Jags just because I hate Titan fans. So, yeah, I'll go Jags. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, oh, sorry. Sorry. Man, sorry if, I, I forgot and I missed it. If the Jags lose, are both the Texans and the Colts in? Well, no, one's out. Jags... One's out, isn't it? So, yeah. So, it, if, so the the Jags... winner, if the Jags lose, the winner of that game is in. Are the Jags yeah. still in the playoff or not? So, if the Jags lose, uh, I'll go through the scenario again. Yeah, so if sorry. they lose, they need um, they need. Okay, let me read it. Pittsburgh to lose, Denver to lose or tie, and Houston and Indianapolis doesn't tie. So okay. that's what they need. Yeah. So there's a um, that's doable. That's definitely doable. Yeah, twenty two percent chance. I did say Ooh. of that happening. Yep. Righto. That is interesting. Okay. Cool. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to talk about one of those games right now, uh, and that is Broncos-Raiders. So the Broncos, who are 8-8 eight and eight, uh, at Las Vegas to take on the Raiders, at, who are 7-9. and nine. The the Raiders have been playing pretty well over the last, the last few weeks, up and down, but still pretty good. They do have essentially a rookie quarterback uh, on the centre in Aidan O'Connell. They're playing better, though. They're playing for a team. I think they're playing for themselves. And they have been for weeks now. It's not necessarily playing for playoff berths um, or for the division, although that is a prize at the end of it. But I feel like watching them, they're playing for their own pride. Um, and it's just how it is. The Broncos, of course, massive story. The Russell Wilson story. Jarrett Stidham starts uh, again for his second start um, since the Russell Wilson benching. Uh, crazily, crazily, Russell Wilson is the backup quarterback. And he was on the field last week with his helmet on for the entire game. Uh, I just, Brad, there cannot be any more. We didn't get to talk to you about the whole Russell Wilson saga, Brad, because you were off last week, but there can't be any more of, of a Russell Wilson take than being a benched quarterback standing on the sideline with your helmet on for an entire game. Let's ride Bronco nation. Uh, <laughs> or whatever he said. Bron- uh, Bron- country, let's ride. Broncos up. Yeah. That was- <laughs> Broncos country, <laughs> let's ride. Let's ride. Uh, the only thing you're riding is the pine. Um, yeah. Oh, the bench. It, it, yeah. Yeah. So it's, 
it's pretty sad to see. I mean, it's pure economics decision. Um, I totally, I totally understand why they did it. We we saw it last year as well. Um, but it, in this game, I think it should be interesting. Las Vegas has won seven in a row over Denver, uh, and and this is the I found in doing a research for this game. Fun fact: they haven't lost at home to Denver since 2015 when the team was in Oakland. So wow. it's a Yeah, do you want so do you want pretty... do you want an interesting fact to go with those facts then, Brad? Of course. One one of those one of those wins uh, that the Raiders had was against the Broncos yeah. last season, where Jarrett Stidham started the final two games for Las Vegas after they benched Derek Carr. <laughs> I like it. I so... like it. <laughs> wow! Full circle. So, oh, man. Jarrett yeah. Sidham. Jarrett Sidham seems like the guy to bring in when you want to bench your quarterback and win the last two games of the season. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there, there you go. So, I mean, uh, they barely beat the Char Chargers sixteen to nine last week, but um, yeah, that's that's interesting. I'm, I'm taking it. Isn't it a wild thing? Yeah, I am too. We can move off this pretty quick. It's just, oh yeah, measure yeah, just yeah, we, measure. Okay, real we need to. Give us our yeah. give us our Broncos probability. We don't zero percent zero percent for the Broncos, zero percent for the Raiders. Good. Uh, the Raiders have won the last seven matchups between these two teams, and nine out of the last ten. And yeah. if you want to go further, it's ten out of the last twelve. So definitely, yeah. there you go. I'm going with the Raiders as well. Right. Let's move on to another completely meaningless AFC West uh, matchup. That is the. Kansas City Chiefs, who are at ten and six, go into Los Angeles to take on the five and eleven Chargers. Both teams have had a massive amount of woes this season, uh, but the Chiefs managed to clinch the division uh, in their playoff berth last week. Just last week, in week seventeen, it, it's strange. It's been a very strange run for the Chiefs. They're also now getting to uh, rest. Uh, a bunch of their core players, which is which is why we're saying it's basically a completely meaningless game. Mahomes is one of those. Blaine Gabbert gets to make his first NFL start since 2018 um, as as the Chief this time around. So he gets to start for the Chiefs. Um, they're going to rest others. They'll rest Kelsey for sure. They'll probably rest Pacheco. I, unless some of these guys have got incentives to make, they're going to be on the bench. Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So, so I don't know what else to really say about this. It hasn't been a great season for the Chargers. I think the most that they got to look forward now to is who is going to be the coach and GM of that uh, franchise come 2024. Uh, Jim there, Harbaugh. Is, I was about to yeah. say there's been some wild oh, names thrown around. And one of the biggest yeah. ones is the fact that the talk is Jim Harbaugh. 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 Yep. I'm trying to say it like an Australian, not say it like Brad. Um, <laughs> you threw right. me, Brad. You threw me. Uh, yeah, that's been thrown around. And I saw as as uh, as late as today, the fact that uh, if Mich once Michigan win the title, which is what they think is going to happen, is that uh, Harbour is basically out of there this next week. So he is already in heavy talks and has already had conversations with the Chargers about that job. So it seems like a very big thing this time around. There's always, every year there's talk about Jim Harbaugh coming to the uh, NFL, yeah. back to the NFL. And most of the time it's just smoke and mirrors from his camp in, in order to get him more money from whoever in the college system, usually Michigan. Um, yeah. So it's just what it is. So apart from that, I mean, who do you pick out of, out of these two teams? I'm surely Herbert's still, still starting. Oh, actually, no, I think there was out it's Eastern. Too. Yeah, yeah. Herbert's out for the season. Sorry, He's Herbert's East. Sorry, I didn't mean Herbert. I did mean Eastern. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah. the yeah. others, uh, Keenan, uh, surely the rest of the team is starting. They're going to be out there in the park. Um, yeah. Keenan, yeah. I know Keenan Allen was questionable, but surely he'll be end up out there. Um, I just think the Chargers are so bad, though. Yeah. Yeah, but, but the but Chiefs right. don't have the Chiefs don't have anyone. That and that's been their biggest problem is they don't have anyone. So who are yeah. they going to put on the park? 
Yeah, right, I guess right. if they play the rest of the team and it's only it's only really Mahomes and then some limited time for Kelsey and Pacheco and Kittle, you know, maybe it's they're, they're limited in their time. Mm. Then if they're still out there, we're playing Gabbitt, then maybe it is going to be better. Mm. It's a hard one to pick, and I'm almost leaning towards the Chiefs still anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's a 50-50 toss-up for me, but I probably I probably would lean towards the Chiefs. Yeah. I I would lean towards the Chiefs. They have won 16 out of the last 19 matchups, and that dates back all the way to the start of the 2014 it's, season. It's yeah. Every one of their matchups has been meaningless, Manjo. I can't remember a time when a Chiefs Chargers matchup had meant something. Oh, there? There have been some good primetime games, to be fair, between but they haven't, But they haven't meant anything, but, bitch. That's what yeah, I'm getting yeah. at. Like it's, I mean, back when Philip Rivers was there. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, yeah. yeah. But I, I do remember, like, in 2021, like, the Chargers beat the Chiefs in, like, week three and ended the, the September streak for Mahomes and everything. And, yeah, there's been a few games like that. But even then, like, the Chiefs have just had, like, a have had a great record against the Chargers in recent years. Just, it's insane. Like, since 2014, like, we're talking about only winning three times against the Chiefs. That's the Chargers. Yeah. I, I think that streak continues. So, I think they're going to make it 17 out of 20, the Chiefs. That, that franchise, it's not just coach and GM. They need to make some major changes in their lifestyles, I think, and just to, to be a franchise at all. Um, Move back to San Diego. <laughs> maybe bad shot. It's probably it's probably the, it why, it's probably it why happen. they're cursed. That's probably the curse. Um, yeah. do something. Anyway, righto. Let's move on from that then. AFC East is our final division to talk about in the AFC this week. We we got to start with this game and punch through it. I mentioned it earlier in in, in our intro. Jets Patriots. Jets six and ten after a, an absolutely horror start. Injuries after injuries. Can't find themselves. Can't figure out who's their QB. Um, can't figure out who should be on the park. I can't figure out why Robert Sala is still a coach of that team, uh, even though they confirmed him again for more further years. Versus the New England Patriots, who have just fallen in a hole. Um, uh, I don't know what... Uh, Bill Belichick ran over about 16 black cats and walked under every ladder in in the the, the, the area um <laughs> over the last couple of years the patriots are at 4 and 12 again don't know who their qb is don't know who they are um their defensive players are mocking their own team to the other team it, it's just a shit show on both sides of the ball boys there's not much more to talk about this other than who the fuck wins out of these two teams i just, it's the first i really don't want to swear about it but it's shit me off <laughs> yeah, yeah no i think that the one interesting uh, kind of storyline to it is a loss would give the Pats the number two pick in the draft. Oh, and boy. I could, but I could see Belichick being so – it would be such a Belichick thing to be like, screw that, you know, I'm out of here in terms of he's probably going to get fired. So he would do everything he can to win the game to not give the Pats the number two pick. So uh, that, that'll that be, be interesting. And then – is he going to stick with Bailey Zappi, who has sucked it up, or is he going to oh, go back to Matt Jones? Bailey oh, Zappi was horrendous last week. Yeah. All this talk, and he was so good, and he looked great in the game, and then he was just—he was worse than Matt Jones. Oh, it yeah. was just—it was horrendous. Um, oh man, the Patriots! Just that whole offense is just so ass. I—I I, I have to say it. You know, it's just so ass over there. But if there's something that you've seen a lot in football in the last decade is the Patriots beating the Jets. They have won the last 15 matchups between them from the 2016 season onwards, that is. And they're so, they're and they're at home. You gotta yeah. it's gonna happen. Like I believe you too. And I believe I'm with Brad. It's the most Belichick thing ever. If he already knows he is definitely out of that franchise, to hmm. to screw that franchise out of the number two pick, like that's. Oh, yeah. I could totally see him. You know, he'll pull out every stop he could just to to win that game and screw the pick over. Oh I mean, yeah. I hope they cut to Robert Kraft 
in the box who he can't really, you know, uh, be pissed off about it, but you know he wants the number two pick more than he wants a win. So Maybe he fires Belichick at halftime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, the last time the Jets have won at New England was in the 2011 playoffs uh, when they won 28 to 11, the 2010 11 playoffs, that is, when Mark Sanchez was quarterback. Last time they actually beat New England overall, Ryan Fitzpatrick was the Jets quarterback, which is crazy. Last time they won in New England in the regular season was all the way back in 2008. So. Woo! A lot of history there with the Jets wow. sucking to the Patriots. Yeah. And I think it'll continue, boys. I think it will. Yep, I agree. Totally agree. All right. Let's get to what is possibly the biggest matchup in the AFC this week. And that is, of course, the last one. The last game for the season as well. This is uh, Sunday Night Football this week. Buffalo Bills take on the Miami Dolphins. The ten and six Bills versus the eleven and five Dolphins, both are fighting for the AFC East title. Miami, of course, is ahead by one game right now. But the only thing that stands in the way of a fourth straight AFC East title for the Buffalo Bills is the Miami Dolphins, the team that they've beaten nine times in their past ten meetings. Uh, the Bills will. Of course, no, before kickoff on Sunday night, whether they need to beat the Dolphins just to make the playoffs at all, it's an insane thing. They either, Brad mentioned it to us earlier in the green room, they're either going to be the number two seed or they're going to be out of the playoffs. Um, if some mm-hmm. games don't don't go way, don't go Buffalo's way, the Bills could face a very, very unusual situation. Um, so win yeah. and they're the two seed, lose and the... They may miss the playoffs altogether, and they will know that scenario before they even kick off in this game. So, yeah. Manjot, it's a massive game. It's all to play for for the Bills. Um, the Dolphins, of course, took control of the division early. They went out 6-3 and three, um, very early on, but they've really come back to everybody else with some very, very poor results against some very, very good teams. The Bills, however, have, have been on a heater the last few weeks. Do you think Crazy. that do you think the Dolphins, Manjot, are going to continue that that trend and uh get rolled by the Bills? Yeah, it's a it's a very interesting matchup. Firstly we've got to look at the playoff probabilities, of course. Dolphins win, they win the division. That is the simplest one. They get the two seed. If the Bills win, they make it, and they're going to make the two seed as well. They're going to get the East. Dolphins lose, it doesn't matter. They're already clinched. If the Bills lose, though, uh, they, they've got, they've got like, three different sort of chances here. So they've got Pittsburgh losing or tying, or the Jags losing or tying, or Houston and Indianapolis tie. So they've got three different chances. There's a 65% chance they still make the playoffs, even with a loss. So look for Bills and Mafia out there. It is not totally, totally out of the question at the moment. And if you look at the history between these two teams, of course, I've been pulling this up a lot this week, I know. But since the start of the 2017 season, this is... The Dolphins have only won twice against the Bills. Both times, ironically, did come in Miami as well. In 2018, they won a game in Miami against the Bills. And in 2022, which is the 2021 season, I believe. Yeah, 21. Sorry, no, it was the start of last season, actually. Yeah, start of last season. They won that game where Ken Dorsey smashed the clipboard. That's right. So those are the only two times the Bills have won. Uh, sorry, the Dolphins have won against the Bills since the start of the 2017 season. So, a lot going against the Dolphins here. They obviously have a bad record against winning teams as well. A lot of chips stacked up against them, boys. Yeah, I just, uh, it's still a, a you know a close game in terms of spread, point spread. But I, I just, Buffalo, I, I think has the health factor and... They've yeah. been playing on a roll, but man, the NFL is just got to be lapping it up. Those script writers just saying this is exactly <laughs> what they had in mind. 
uh, for the end of the regular season. This is a winner take all for the division. It's it's going to be an intense game, but I'm I'm giving the edge to Buffalo personally. Oh man, yeah, I I think I give the edge to Buffalo, and a big reason why is there's there's been a few injuries piling up at the Dolphins this week. It's been Ooh. interesting. I mean, Josh Allen's coming in with a bit of an injury for the Bills, but he's expected to play. He's been a full participant all week. But looking across, Raheem Mostert, Jalen Waddle, Xavier Howard all did not practice for the second straight day. This was Thursday American time, so bit of an entry crowd cloud with those three players Tua was a full participant for second straight day so he should start in this game as well so good to see both quarterbacks will be there but a bit of health concerns there for the Dolphins at the wrong time I'm I'm gonna lean with the Bills as well I think there's a lot of momentum going towards their way this these last few weeks I think the Dolphins have been really inconsistent, especially against good teams. They've only really beaten the Cowboys all year. And I think that is something that we've got to watch. And I think the Bills, the Bills have got this. So yeah, Bills for me as well, boys. Yeah, look, I'm I'm leaning Bills too. And I guess it's a little bit uh it's a little bit simpler for me. The Dolphins haven't been great against good teams so mm-hmm. far this season. Yeah. So from a six and three, they're now down to eleven and five. Um, the Bills, however, the Bills, however, on, on November thirteenth, they fell to five and five after they melted down and lost to Denver twenty four twenty two. And McDermott fired offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey the next day. Mm. Um, since that point, they were five and five, so they have won. They, basically, they've gone on on a on a bit of a streak, uh, and they've won five and they've gone five and one. So they've won five in the next six. Um, they're on a bender. So yeah. they are on an absolute bender. They are on a push. They're on a high. And I, I, given how the Dolphins have been looking against better teams, and as Manjot rightly pointed out, they do have a lot more injury concerns than the Bills do right now. I, I have to lean with the Bills um, as well. It's crazy. Uh, and I can tell you right now, I've been playing around with the uh, ESPN playoff machine while we've been talking through this AFC uh, schedule and throwing in some of those picks that we were talking about. Mm, mm. Uh, if, the Bills, if the Bills win, so this is most, we know Baltimore's number one seed. So we're talking about the AFC now. Baltimore yeah. would be number one seed. If the Bills win, as we've said, they are the second seed in this, uh, in this division. Uh, but if Miami win, given what we've picked already here, the Bills are out. So that is, that's how vital it will be Sunday night before they kick off. They will know that. And I think they'll play like a, a team with their hair on fire, essentially, to make sure that everything that, that in their power happens. So, uh, yeah, so that would put Buffalo at the second seed, who next week oh, in the wildcard round, sorry, they would take on, well, let's just go through the seeds, Ian. Uh, Buffalo at second. Kansas City would be third seed. The Jags would be fourth. Uh, the Browns would be fifth. Miami would drop to the sixth seed. And the Colts would end up as the seventh seed in the AFC. Wow. Larry, so, okay. So it would be Colts at Buffalo, Miami at Kansas City, Cleveland at Jacksonville for the wild card round. So that's how our AFC would shape out. Uh, wow. Miami at Kansas City. How awesome is that? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, with with Miami losing, yeah. Sorry, yes. just got that. Yeah, no, just took a while for me to process that. But Miami, <laughs> Casey, I I totally would love to see that. I think that that was a game they were meant to play that at KC as well, but they moved that to Germany, of course, yeah. the international series earlier this year. So it'd be great to see Tyreek return home and play against his old team. I, it'd be I crazy. personally enjoy it in a in a playoff game, Manjo. It'd be insane. Um, It'll be a crazy, crazy matchup. Anyway, that's the AFC. Um, Of course, we're gonna we'll we'll move on to the NFC in the next episode. But uh, thanks for joining us for this. Make sure you do catch that NFC uh, episode. And um, and yeah, after that, it's 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 wildcard round. But let's get it on, boys. 
Thank you, everyone. G'day Gridiron is brought to you by the Aussie Gridiron Network, a network of Australian podcasts bringing you some of the best content from the NFL and the local game. Check out our other podcasts, Aussie NFL Fantasy and No Huddle Dynasty. 